Hello. Oh, hello there. Hello. <laughs> Yay. I just realized that the point of this podcast was to connect people and share their stories. And yet I also get to chat to you anyway as exactly. well. Exactly. What? <laughs> Are you ready to start? Yes, I am. Yeah. Can you hear me properly? Uh, coming through loud and clear as if you were sitting on my veranda having a coffee with me. Awesome. Cool. Um, hi there. I'm Viv, your host of COVID Bites, where you don't have to shower or shave to put up a chair. Coffee or wine is optional, but giving yourself 15 minutes to connect with others is a must. This podcast is a daily check-in with friends from all over the world to understand their what's during this time. What do they miss? What have they learned? What are they grateful for or not? And who knows, maybe one of their what's could turn into a do for you too. My guest today is Louise. Louise is 17 hours ahead of me in Nelson, New Zealand, a fact that I only found out yesterday when we were putting this podcast together. Louise is a South African married to a Kiwi who lives in suburbia with her husband and two extremely busy young boys, one water snail and a lonely guppy. In her spare time, she is an organizational development coordinator for their regional district health board. In English, this means that she plans and delivers training to the organization's staff. Hi, Louise. Hi. Um, so many, so many um, pivots that I want to go off of um, from your intro, uh, but but really the first one I'm going to tack onto is the water snail and the lonely guppy. <laughs> I thought you would. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is a guppy? A guppy is a little fish, a tiny little, uh, little pretty little fish. And didn't you guys have hey. a dog as well? We we did have a dog, but he he uh, was put down about eight months ago. He his his legs collapsed on him, so we had oh, him for sorry. yeah we had him for about fifteen years. So he was very special to the whole family, and we all miss him dearly. And we want to get a new dog, but um, we were actually just about to start organising that when the whole lockdown happened. So <laughs> obviously our plans have been put on hold with that as well. Would have been a perfect time to have a puppy as well. Yeah, wait, so 15 years, you've been in New Zealand for 15 years now already? Yes, uh, well, actually even longer than that, I think. Uh, we arrived in 2005. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think so. 2005, oh, I can't, I can't remember. But yeah, quite a long time. I think to, to beginning of 2006. Actually, so, that's true, because um, 2005 was when I moved here. And we moved at the same time, didn't we? Yeah. So Exactly. Right. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Um, and, and the other pivot that I wanted to just jump straight into, because I think you're the first one of my friends that I've spoken to, um, that when they've sent me through the information, looks like you might actually have more of a, um, a connection from a health standpoint. Um, cause you, you mentioned that you work for the district health board. So what does that look like for you now? Well, I'm not an essential service at the health board, so um, I, I feel sort of surplus to requirements at the moment, and it almost mm. actually makes me feel guilty because my colleagues are at the front line putting themselves at risk every day, um, and some of them don't want to be going to work, but they have to, <laughs> um, whereas I get to stay home and still work in the safety of my home and get paid for doing a really low-risk job. So. It actually makes it sort of an uncomfortable feeling to be working for the district health board at this time. But at the same time, 
I'm so proud of my colleagues um, and it makes me proud to be part of an organization like that because they are doing an amazing job um, and I just have to hope that anything any little thing I do in the background is going to be helping them in some way do um, are you a part of part of your um, like organizational development with the training standpoint is now some of that incorporating pandemic stuff um, or is not, that not related? Not really. That's uh, that would be coming from a different team. Um, and okay. if there's anything being incorporated, it would be via e-learning. And then uh, we do e-learning as part of our team, but I'm not part of the e-learning part of it. Um, gotcha. with the, yeah, with regards to the other training, it's mostly it's face-to-face. So as you can imagine, as soon as this all happened, we had a hell of a lot of big jobs cancelling all the training and contacting everyone. Um, so that was quite a lot of work initially and now at this stage we're now starting to look at how we can deliver some of that tra- training remotely so so there might be a, quite a lot um, of work to come but it will only be the training that we consider essential so a lot of the training will just have to wait and some things will have to be picked up again which will be sort of safety training and um, uh, training to um, support workers and things like that when it comes to looking after other people and so there's certain training that has to happen um so we're looking at ways we can start that up again so does that mean that like a lot of your work has been put on hold that like you you're actually being asked not to work specifically like maybe only two days a week or five you know four days a week rather or are you still Um, kind of going with that i'm still doing the same amount of hours but a lot of my work's been put on hold and i've actually been redeployed to help um in other areas that are needing extra help so um our it help desk has been flooded with calls obviously um help uh, with people trying to get set up at home working from home uh sorting out zoom issues and all that sort of thing so i've kind of started um, assisting that team with being kind of the um, communicator between the people having the problems and the people who are problem solving so that they don't get all the queries coming straight to them so that's sort of become my new role as as well as continuing whatever I can with my previous role so it's all just morphed (laughs) and it will just keep morphing (laughs) into whatever it is that I need to do to feel useful really because it's if you kind of start scrabbling and thinking what can I do that's useful you start feeling guilty you know about about being paid and not doing something that's actually going to be beneficial well and also are your kids your kids are in school still they're not on holiday or anything like that right I mean Uh, when I say in school they're like not obviously in school but there's their school term right they're, they're at home, um, but what they did, the New Zealand government did, was bring the school holidays forward, which was quite a good idea. So our first lock, week of lockdown was a school week, and then we had two weeks of school of um, school holidays, which has just come to an end. Yeah. Well, that's this, this is the second week now. And then yeah. next week, they'll be back at school, but not really. Um, so for two weeks, we haven't had to do any teaching or anything, just sort of keep them entertained. And then during the school time, (laughs) um, our school has been quite uh, relaxed with regards to teaching. They haven't made it formal online learning or anything. So because our kids are still quite young, um, so they've just sent through ideas of activities that we can do with no pressure to actually do them. So really, um, uh, Mike has been the teacher, not me, because I've been working, which is quite hilarious. 
um, and I didn't think it was going to go well, but actually has gone quite well. And he's just done his own thing each day. He's just taught them something different. Um, and I showed him all the resources from the schools, but he wasn't particularly interested because he doesn't like computers. So, <laughs> so I tried to get it all set up for him and it was all too much to try and explain to him how to get into anything. So in the end, he said, look, I've, I've got books and I know, you know, I can teach him to spell, like we can do sums, we can do arts and crafts. He said, there's plenty we can do that yeah. you don't need to, you know, uh, use the school resources. So I've just let him, just let him do it. And um, they've, he's actually been doing really well and um, the older one wasn't particularly impressed at first and thought that he could renegade and not do anything, but he quickly learned that nothing else was going to happen. So he started <laughs> adapting and actually started enjoying it. Um, the younger one was loving it from the beginning. I think he was just loving all the attention yeah. and um, showing his dad what he could do. So it's yeah. actually been quite successful. And I said to him, well, when, when this is over, maybe he can um, re-qualify re as a teacher. But his answer was, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> So my, um, I don't know if you remember this, but my older sister is a teacher back home in South Africa and she sent us this minion meme where basically the one minion is like pulling his tongue out at the other minion yeah. um, and like one is a teacher and one is the parent and basically the teachers are being like, yeah, now you get to actually experience and understand what we might go through. <laughs> kind of yeah. Um, Lou, how old are the boys? Um, eight and five. Oh, okay. And then I was going to say, so what, like, what are some of the activities that he's been doing with him? I mean, obviously there's usual reading and everything, but is there anything that stands out that you're like, oh, had well, we not had COVID, we would never have thought of this? <laughs> well, this isn't something we didn't think of, but it was something what we had given up on was teaching Jeremy how to um, tie his shoelaces and he's the older one. Yeah, <laughs> and he had just resisted and resisted to the point that we gave up on it and thought, well, hopefully one day he'll just learn from someone. Um, and mm. Mike made it his absolute purpose that by the end of this lockdown, Jeremy will be able to tie his shoelaces. <laughs> and we're almost there with it. So that's a, that's a win. So he's been doing a lot of... Like, like nothing else, he's going to tie his shoelaces. <laughs> that's what he said. He said if he learns nothing else, at least he'll learn to tie his shoelaces. Um, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, um, with regards to other um, out-of-the-box things... Uh, just things like doing things that Mike would be interested in doing as well. So less um, traditional learning and more practical things like they did some building on their tree hut and um, um, they've done a lot of yeah, practical building type things, fixing things. Um, I can't, they've done some baking and uh, I, I can't really, yeah, just all, just anything really. I said to them, as long as you're doing activities with them, it's learning really at this age it is. You see, it's at times like this that even though we'd have to practice social distancing, I wish I lived closer to you that my kids could like come out six feet away and still participate in the activities <laughs> with you guys. Um, yeah. So how do you, with all of the stuff going on, how do you, how do you and Mike maintain your sanity? Because obviously like you're still like working, you're working full time and then Mike is looking after the kiddos um, and with the stress of living with a snail and a guppy as well. Um, <laughs> What do you guys do to protect your sanity? Um, well, firstly, the snail and guppy are hard work. They give us lots of trouble because the snail tries to escape <laughs> constantly. And um, if he gets overfed, you can just imagine what happens to the tank. So the tank has to get cleaned quite regularly as well. Otherwise, Jeremy's bedroom ends up um, a no-entry zone. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, with regards to sanity, um, it's, just, it's funny, actually. We haven't 
we've the only thing we've really done, done differently is start doing a puzzle together. Um, actually, it was Mike's puzzle, and I've taken it over. But we're both doing it now, and it's one of one of those was jigs. I don't know if you know the was jig. No, um, no. Oh, it's great. You need to get into them. So it's um, the picture that you make is not the picture that's on the box, which is extremely helpful. And that's the whole point of the puzzle. It makes it a, <laughs> makes it a lot more complicated. Um, but it's yeah, we we keep doing that together and getting really excited every time we've managed to put you know a whole lot of pieces go together or something, which sounds utterly boring, but we're <laughs> really enjoying it. Um, and other than that, what's it? <laughs> I know. Um, other than that, I've been doing um, exercises. So I've been um, my mm-hmm. gym my gym online streams classes from their homes. So I've been doing. Um, yeah. So I've been doing that, um, and Mike joined me on that. And I don't know if I sent you a video clip of him. It was absolutely hilarious. He was doing something that we call Synergy, which is a combination of Pilates <laughs> and yoga. And he was really concentrating, and I grabbed the phone and recorded him. And <laughs> he looked so funny. Um, Do you know what? I think to me, but I didn't realize it was him. Oh. I just thought it was <laughs> yeah, he looked like a really old man with stiff legs, and <laughs> which he is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, breathe. Yeah. Um, I was, I was, I was going to say with the. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I just actually lost my complete train of thought because I've just had visions of Mike in the like in the outfit. So let me just remember a little bit. Um, what uh, in all of this? What are you annoyed at? Like what? What just frustrates you in all? Uh, just, just some stupid people, you know, the ones who. Um, sorry, Mike's peering at me through the window and um, putting me off. I'm just going to close the curtains. Um, what was I going to say? Um, yes, so stupid people. They, mm. the one, the ones who go don't do the social distancing. Well, I should say physical distancing. Um, yeah. Um, the ones who are just trying to ca- just carrying on it with their lives as usual and not doing anything different, they're the ones that are putting the rest of, a- rest of us at risk and are also yeah. going to make this lockdown extend longer if we don't get on top of things. So, you know, everyone's disrupted their lives and changed things drastically, or most people have, um, so that we can get on top of this and get back to normal as quickly as possible. But then there's a few idiots out there who refuse. Um, and then there's also the people that abuse um, the people at the front line, for instance, like the supermarket workers who are there, you know, yeah. if, they, if they weren't there, we wouldn't be able to get our groceries and our essential items, our bottles of wine and <laughs> everything else. And, um, <laughs> and then you'll get some people who just, well, for instance, they might be getting, get turned away because they're not behaving properly or they've come along with the, in a whole group of people or something, doing something that they're not supposed to be doing. And um, yeah. and they'll be get turned away because they're putting everyone at risk, and then they just get angry. And there was a um, article on the paper the other day about a man that then coughed in the supermarket worker's face um, to you know to scare her, which I thought uh, so essentially giving her a death sentence. Really, I mean, if she did get something, yeah. so um, those people annoy me. Um, other than that, I'm I'm absolutely impressed with the way most people are dealing with this. Um, so, and this is what this is what I can I am realizing is just so unfortunate with the time slot because already we're, we're hitting our fifteen minute mark, and I could completely go on with this with you forever. <laughs> but if I had to choose one one question to kind of wrap this conversation up with the bow, 
Um, what are you grateful for right now? I am grateful for the time I'm spending with my family because we never, we never ever get the chance to spend this much time together. Um, hmm. I think that's it really. Oh, and for slowing down, you know, um, it's, it's just amazing to be able to slow down and have time to do things, have time to do puzzles, to read, to spend time with the children, um, to spend time even just, you know, even when it comes to consequences when they have been misbehaving, to actually have the time to put into doing it properly rather than giving up and just moving on because you just don't have the time. So really, when it comes to mm. teaching your children about life, you've actually got the time to put into it so that you can do it actually properly. So yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I'm hoping that this period, this enforced period of spending extra time together is going to have a long lasting impact on all of us. And I hope we don't just too quickly snap back to how we were. How it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Hey, my friend, thank you so much. Um, I'm now going to, when this is over, put the phone down and go and watch that video again with the mic lens on. <laughs> Enjoy. Um, so please tell me that I say thank you as well. I will. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye.